Welcome to the Visitation Podcast, where we discuss solutions to hot topics surrounding child custody, visitation, and parental alienation. The purpose of this podcast is to offer tips and tricks on how to successfully navigate high-conflict custody battles and discuss how to avoid argumentative situations that can hurt the child. We want to hear from you. If you stay tuned to the end of this podcast, we answer one question from our listeners. To submit your questions, send a message to us on Twitter at VisitationPod. And now, with over five plus years of experience and knowledge in navigating a high-conflict custody battle, your host, Nicole Daniel. Nicole Daniel. Hello, and thank you for listening. My intention is for this podcast to reach listeners like myself who had no clue at the beginning of their high conflict custody battle on how to proceed. Even if this is the only episode you listen to, I hope you take something away from this that can help your specific situation. So let's get into it. Today's episode is about parental alienation. What is parental alienation? Parental alienation is when one parent intentionally shows negativity towards the other parent and uses that negativity to turn the child against the other parent. And did you know that is no small feat. This requires strategic action from the custodial parent. Say your child loves football and you have a visit scheduled. That child may have to miss football practice for a day in order to see you. The parent who is doing the alienating may casually mention to the child, well, I know you love football, but your mother wants to see you, so you can't go to football practice today. Although this is a true statement, it is implying that the mother does not care about football as much as the child, or that the alienating parent cares more about the things the child is interested in than the other parent. This can build a resentment in the child for the other parent, or, or here's another classic example of alienation. I like to call this stealing time. So the parenting plan clearly says it's your time to see the child, but the custodial parent, oh, and by the way, if you don't know what custodial parent is, please go back and listen to episode one, what is custody, okay? The custodial parent schedules a doctor's appointment or a trip during your time. This is a contempt of the order. Now, I don't know how many of you are doing this without an attorney, but if you are, you need to file a motion for contempt if this is happening. When I first went into court, I did not have anyone to tell me what to fill out if something happens, but don't worry, I got you. And don't forget, you can always reach out and ask questions. However, if you are working with an attorney, please let them know the exact date and time that the visit, which was scheduled for you, okay, and include the reason you were given as to why you did not get your scheduled visit. It's always important to keep a log of what is happening. The truth is that your child deserves both parents, period, okay? So here are some other clear indications that you are being alienated from your child. 
the other parent, the parent, the custodial parent, they're interfering with the communication between you and your child. So when it's time for you to have a conversation with your child via uh, FaceTime or Facebook Messenger or however you communicate with your child, you may hear the other parent in the background talking very loud or playing loud music, clearly not allowing you time to speak in peace with your child in a nice, quiet area. The other parent may ask the child to do things like take a shower or clean up around the house while talking to to you. This may also include things like downloading an app on the phone, on the child's phone that blocks their use and ability to call you at certain times, even if they may want Even if they may want to, they can't because the other parent has restricted the use of their cell phone. Or when you try to call your child, you're being sent to voicemail, whether you're blocked on the child's phone or the house phone is intentionally unplugged or off of the hook, knowing that, hey, between eight o'clock, the child takes a shower. Maybe you don't know that and you're calling at eight o'clock, but the The other parent, the custodial parent may know that and know that you may want to call around that time and does things like unplug the phone or take the phone off the hook, take the phone from the child. And this way, your call is missed. Okay, every situation is different and must be viewed on a case by case basis. However, these are all very good examples of interfering with the communication between you and your child. Also. Having your child call their spouse, mom, or dad. Now, this is a touchy situation and it's borderline risky only due to the alienation though. So say your child has an excellent relationship with your ex's spouse. That is a great a, a great thing and in fact encouraged because you want for the person around your child to treat them with the same love and affection that you would. However, if you're being alienated and unable to have the child visit you or unable to speak to your child regularly, this is when the strategic action is being utilized to replace you as the parental figure in an attempt to alienate you and have the child's emotions lean more toward the spouse than you. Now, that's not a good thing because the other parent, the custodial parent's job is to foster a healthy relationship between you and your child, not try to replace that relationship with a spouse, okay? Them telling the child that you don't love them. Not only can the child be told that you don't love them because maybe you can't afford to send gifts all the time or maybe the child now lives in a different state and it may be difficult for you to to travel to them. The child doesn't know this or the child may be told that their stepmom loves them more than their biological mom. The child begins to internalize these feelings and feel resentment. And this kind of stress can cause PTSD, which stands for post-traumatic stress disorder and affect them for the rest of their lives. Not just being told you don't love them, but them being alienated from you, period, can cause PTSD. There are a number of other reasons that I mentioned on my blog at visitationinfo.blogspot.com. But hey, listen, 
If you're experiencing these things, consult with an attorney immediately. If you cannot afford one and legal aid was unable to help you, check back regularly with me for a list of attorneys that accept payment plans by state. I'm halfway through with this valuable list for you that I'm creating just for you because I remember calling around to different law offices in desperation looking for someone to accept the payment plan. One law, most law offices said they needed the money up front. It, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was $5,000 down. I did not have $5,000 uh, down. I remember one law office told me to apply for a PayPal loan. But of course, at that time, my credit wouldn't allow that option. I would have done anything. I mean, I would have been so happy to have had representation in court. But of course, we can't dwell on the past. Okay, we must look to the bright future with the best possible outcomes. And that's what I did. You know, like I know, it is in the best interest of your child for them to be raised by an adult who understands the importance of co-parenting and how it can positively impact the child. To show your child that it is okay to love both parents and most importantly, don't give up. Now, this episode... This episode is the most important episode to me because it touches my heart. This was the hardest thing to struggle through. It was truly heartbreaking for me. Even now, while just talking with you on this podcast, I still feel like I can't fully express the level of pain that I know you're feeling. Almost a deep pain with, it's almost like a deep pain within your heart, okay? That's radiating up to your throat, welling up right before the tears and then the pounding in your head because you feel like you can't do anything about it. My body physically felt weak. I was weary, almost to the point of fainting, okay? And then I remembered that in due season, I will reap from this energy if I learn to transmute it and faint not. One thing I knew, even if I said it, even if I said I would, because, you know, we all say things that uh, we don't mean when we're upset or lost or confused, but I knew I'd never give up. I continued to push and fight for it, for my visitation, for my phone calls. I kept a log. This is what I want you to tell yourself. Know that this is your time and your child deserves again to have both parents. Know that it's time to stop complaining about it. Stop talking about it. What you resist persists. And now you have to become strategic in your communication with them. You cannot let this end you. Okay, and when you decide that you will get your child back in your life, the money for that attorney will come. Just keep your eyes open for divine opportunity and remember that you are a parent first. It's not easy. I'm not here to tell you this is an easy thing. You may even feel like this battle is not for you. You, but let me tell you something, you wouldn't be going through it if you couldn't handle it. So put your big parent draws on and get to it. Your baby is depending on it. And remember, if you give up, you're not just giving up on yourself. You're giving up on your child. And that concludes this episode as promised. One question from one of our listeners. This question came from a woman who I've helped fill out her interrogatories. 
What are interrogatories? She didn't understand it. There were so many questions needing to be filled out. She didn't know where to begin, how to begin to answer them, what it meant to answer them. There were some negative things she had. Interrogatories are simply a discovery tool. It's how the other side discovers things that they need to uh, ask you about. They're simply questions uh, before trial in order to aid them, the other side, in their line of questioning. Okay, it is to be written in your own words. However, if you have an attorney, they can help you put it in a more legal format. Now, this woman's situation was not all that positive, but I want to let you know that after working with me, the parenting plan she received was in her favor. The one thing I want to include is when answering the interrogatories, answer those questions as truthful as possible because you don't know what your ex may know about you or may have proof of regarding you. And if you answer untruthfully, then that may look negatively towards you when you're on the stand being questioned and your character may be in question. And if you were untruthful about that, what else are you being untruthful about? I hope that helps. This is Nicole Daniels wishing you the very best in the rest of your week. Be well.